Well, I've had a great uh, joy these past two weeks going through the entire epistle of Romans, and we're not done yet. We've actually got one more week. and um, But we have come to the end of the first major section of the epistle to the Romans. We've come to the end of the, the theological part. From here on out, starting Monday, we'll uh, be engaged with the moral part of his letter, uh, chapters 12 through 15. And, you know, the lectionary makes selections. It can't, it doesn't include every single verse of the, of the epistle, but it's clo- it's pretty close. It actually it incorporates a very generous sum of it, but not all of it. And so we round off the theological reflections, and, uh, it's important to know we round it off with a reflection on the Jewish people, the people of Israel according to the flesh, and their place in God's, uh, plan of salvation for humanity. And herein, St. Paul teaches something that Catholics have always believed, uh, and that is that uh, there is currently a kind of a, it's part of God's mystical plan, but it's kind of a mystical hardening of hearts upon the Jewish people, and uh, almost a kind of a blindness whereby they can't uh, recognize their Messiah. And it's similar to what we see in Genesis when Joseph is sold into uh, slavery and uh, his brothers had plotted against him and they threw him in a pit. This is an image of, of what the Jewish people uh, have done to uh, Jesus. They uh, essentially, they threw, they plotted against him, they threw him in a pit, they hated him out of envy, jealousy, so forth and so on. So, uh, but Joseph comes out of that pit and Jesus does too. He rises from the dead. And he ascends to the right hand of the Father. And so also, you know, we have the image of that taking place with Joseph, who becomes second in the, in the kingdom of Egypt. He's a big, he becomes very, very powerful. And later on, his brothers come to him, and they don't recognize him. He's disguised. Something's blinding them, and they can't see who it is. But uh, at the very end, his great love for them overcomes him, and he reveals himself to them. And uh, there is a story of, of their repentance and their redemption. So also we believe that will take place with the Jewish people, that currently right now there's a kind of a, a blindness and they don't, they don't exactly recognize their Messiah, but their Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ, loves them deeply and uh, at some point he will reveal himself to them before his second coming, before the end of the world. And this is what St. Paul is teaching us here. A hardening has come upon Israel in part until the full number of Gentiles comes in. And so what Paul is also teaching us is that this blindness has been given to them for the sake of us, for our good. And uh, God's attention, so to speak, has been focused completely on on the Gentiles and not upon the Jewish people for the past 2,000 years. And uh, at some point, the full number of the Gentiles will, will come in. And you know, I, I think we're essentially reaching that point. The gospel will be preached in all the world and then the end will come. And there still are significant portions of the world that do need to be evangelized. But uh, more and more, a person, wherever they're born in this world, is able to access the truth of the Christian revelation. So that is coming to, to an end. And uh, there's certain things in history that I look to that I find very remarkable. Uh, the Second Vatican Council opened up a, a, a remarkably 
uh, he, it would open up a remarkably new phase in the history of the relationship between the Catholic Church and the Jewish people. And that's it, been a rocky history, okay? Been a very, very rough history between the two. Uh, and unfortunately, all told, there's been more persecution and discrimination on the part of Catholics towards Jews than vice versa uh, in the past 2,000 years. Uh, but we're bringing an end to that. We're bringing an end to that. And so with the Second Vatican Council, we are focusing a lot on having peaceful, amicable relationships uh, with, um, with the, the Jewish people. And uh, there's other developments. I know as a, I've been in academia for many, many years now, and uh, it's kind of very exciting in the field of biblical studies there is what's called the third quest for the historical Jesus. And anyways, it's kind of too much to get into, but as a part and parcel of this whole academic movement is a renewed uh, and deepened and, and a new, really historically unique appreciation for the importance of understanding Judaism as a means of understanding the Gospels. So the Gospels uh, need to be understood in the context of the Old Testament. But also, it's extremely helpful to study Judaism, just his, Judaism as a historical entity, uh, because it was the, the Jewish religion uh, of Christ's day that provided the, the framework and the context within which he ministered, within which the Gospels were written, within which Christianity was birthed. So to learn more about Judaism is to learn more about Jesus and more about ourselves. And I've been privileged to be exposed to that kind of scholarship for many years, uh, and I, I've studied with rabbinical scholars and rabbis and whatnot, and, and it's been a, a great blessing for me in my own life. But I think that that academic movement is just one of many different events that we see. Uh, certain things are coming into place in history so that the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, and Jesus, who loves the Jewish people, uh, his people, um, he will, he'll, uh, like Joseph did, he'll reveal himself. And uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but we can see things coming into place where, where that reality is going to come, come to pass. That's a sign of his love. There's a mystery to the way God does things. Uh, he never allows evil unless a greater good can come from it. So there's this mystery of evil, of the blindness of Judaism, but the good that's come of it is uh, the salvation of countless numbers of Gentiles and the flourishing of Christianity amongst the Gentiles for now thousands of years. And this is God's wisdom. We trust him. Uh, even in the midst of our own darkness and hardness of heart and blindness and the evil that we experience from ourselves and from others in our life, we know that God's mysterious plan is working nonetheless. And at the end, um, it, will, it will prove to be for our benefit.